Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out a bad seat, a broken eight, a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad at bad day, bad luck, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button, get mortgage. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do bit. All my friends that come around, flat to flat to party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess, this town's in tattered. My brains is splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake out. Ooh. Are you with us tonight from New York? 855-212-4CBS is our toll-free number brought to you by Geico. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can be like Carver High and save 15% or more on your car insurance. Carver High is here tonight with Mafia. We're live in New York. Jack Nolan will join us here in about, I don't know, 12 minutes. He's the host of Inside Notre Dame Football and the voice of... Irish basketball with Mike Bray. We'll talk to him about the Fighting Irish and their game with Georgia tonight to upset all the people that can't stand us that we like Notre Dame. Isn't that pretty much it, Carver High? Like for the guys. Remember the guy last night said they the program's terrible. It's going down the drain. 24-4 and four in the last four years. Going down the drain. Played in the playoff. Played in the BCS championship game. Going down the drain. So we thought tonight we'd give you a little Notre Dame football. Yeah, you asked for it, you get it. That's pretty yeah. much you uh, want it, how it you goes. You got it. You don't like it? We'll give you some more. Maybe some tomorrow, too. Why not? At 1040 East, Rick Haro, our sports business insider, will join us per usual. And then at 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific, John Gordon, he's an author and a speaker. He's got a book out called Coffee Bean. And uh, the reason I'm having him on is because I uh, am addicted to coffee. I just have stopped putting creamer in my coffee. He's going to tell us about leadership and chemistry, team chemistry. That's what we have here, Carver High Mafia and I, team chemistry. Got a lot of talent around here in this building. A lot of really smart, important people that make a lot of money. Very powerful people. And they do not share their french fries. All right, so uh, Thursday night football is going on in two different directions. One in uh, Bourbon Street, the other in Jacksonville. The NFL game is in Jacksonville. It's Titans-Jags. We're in the third quarter, 14-0 Jaguars with the lead, but the Titans are in the red zone trying to score and get back into the game right now. Mariota just got deflected in the end zone. Uh, It's third and six. They can get a first down at the five-yard line. And they're down two touchdowns to Minshew and the Jags, who scored twice in the first quarter. What an absolutely ugly game this has been so far. It's just awful, awful game. 
How do you not pick that pass off right there, honestly, with yeah, a dude? Why bat that down? Uh, like, try uh, to grab it. What are you doing, bro? What are you doing with that ball right? I mean, you're a professional football player, honest to God, no one around you for 15 yards, and the thing's right in your hands, and you, what did he do, swat it away? How do you not pick that off in the end zone? Like, what are you doing, bro? Seriously, how bad do you suck? I guess he did have to one-handed. It was a little bit too Whatever. Hard. You got to admit he should have had it. My God. Now you give him a fourth down. Watch what happens. I'm going for it. I like the aggressive. Watch what happens. They'll score because the guy uh, dropped the interception. Watch. It happens every time. Yes or no? They sacked him. I told you they wouldn't score. Also in, um, and by the way, Minshew looks good tonight. Two TDs. He threw him uh, to DJ Shark, Shark Week on Animal Planet. And then uh, James O'Shaughnessy, a good Irish boy, with a touchdown. Uh, college football tonight. Mafia is very excited. Houston leading Tulane, the green wave down on Bourbon Street. It's 28-21. And it was 28-14 and a half, but the quarterback for Tulane threw a bomb touchdown early in the third from midfield that they caught and uh, made it a seven-point game. They're down seven now, the home folks, and they are laying five, right? Forget that. These Tulane jerseys are sweet. I like these jerseys on Tulane tonight. The powder blue? Yeah, I'm into it. Rocking the powder blue because aren't, aren't they the – They've always been the green way, but having to green. That's why it's so cool. They, they're going so uh, they got, against the grain here. They got some green on their helmet. A little green on the uh, Tulane there. They're getting up tempo here. They're back to down one down. score. They're on the move. On the move. We got double football games for you tonight, Carver High. Very excited. More quarterback changes expected around the league this week as the Dolphins announced they'll start Josh Rosen finally. For the Dolphins in Dallas, and then with Cam Newton still hobbled, it looks like Kyle Allen will go for Carolina. Here we go, another first down, Carver High. And he's got room down the sideline. He's at the 45, 40, 45, 35, 25. Uh, can Rosen make things any better for the fish? Speaking of fish, did you see your boy Don Mattingly's getting an extension with the fish? Good for him. Down in uh, Miami so he can keep losing. Can you imagine that guy? He's been oh, you got to remember, it's Dodgers only, and then this. It's only year two, but you can't blame him for what's. I'm in not my, blaming him in for Miami anything. the last two I'm years. I'm just saying, wouldn't you be not. miserable? Yeah, but there's only 30 of those jobs, and you still want to be a manager. And he's tight with with Jeter, and Jeter has probably explained to him, "We have a 14 year plan here, and we're gonna, <laughs> and you know, you're gonna be part of this thing for at least you know the first seven or eight of it. So, you know, because it's gonna take us so long before we have the quality ball players that we want, you know, before we kick every piece of alumni oh. and player out of the organization. We want to make sure then we can all start the fans. building it back. Oh, a strike, but he threw it over his head. He had him wide open at the 20. So I'm glad. I love Donnie. I want him to stay in the in Donnie baseball. Donnie baseball. So. We love him. Uh, he was a great player, too. Did you think he – I thought he did a good job with the Dodgers, didn't he? I thought he did, too, but just like – I mean – what are you going to start saying about Roberts if they don't win this year? That he can't get it they done either, right? They can't get it done. The Yankees have celebrated their first division title since 2012 tonight. Over in the Bronx, they're getting hammered right now. 
Drinking the champagne. Little vuv click up. I love it time time. Uh, but uh, Domingo Herman was placed on administrative leave by baseball uh, under the domestic violence policy. Reports say Herman allegedly slapped his girlfriend during an argument in public this week with witnesses to the fact. Is that correct? It's what Bob Clapper had of, uh, in his article today. So there's another report that says it might have been at his house. I mean, where, wherever it was, his house, in the street, in a car, in a bus, in a plane. This is not good. I mean, he allegedly hit her, and clearly there's evidence of it. He's on leave, and he's not going to pitch for the Yankees. I mean, let's be fair here. Bring back Severino. He's not going to pitch. Herman's done. I mean, that's not official yet that he's going to be gone. You know, it's right now it's that seven-day thing where they have to decide in the next seven days if they're going to extend it or or let him off. But Look at your boy Gardner Minshew throwing another first-down strike. Is that your boy Jay Z? Typical that we're Titans here tonight. Rocking tonight. Mariota's awful too. When, when this is it for him this year, right? Yeah. When they don't get it done this year, that's is right. that gonna be it for him? Yeah. Uh, reports say Canelo Triple G three is being targeted for twenty twenty. Another Triple G Canelo fight. No thanks. I just am not interested in that again. Are you? Seriously. Not unless I say no judges fight to the finish because I'm tired of it going to their hands and them screwing it up. Either someone gets knocked out or the fight doesn't end. Uh, Jack Nolan is first from inside Notre Dame football. We'll talk to him about their big game down between the hedges in Athens at Sanford Stadium against the Georgia Bulldogs tonight on the bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, 855-212-4227. I just wanted to say uh, real quick, did you see uh, Minshew throw that beautiful floater to uh, Westbrook on third down into the corner of the end zone? Right in the guy's hands, breadbasket, beautiful, just absolute gorgeous touch. And the guy dropped the ball. No one on him. Just right over his shoulder, right in his hands, breadbasket, and the guy dropped it. Like, I'm like, well, how much are they paying this guy? Honestly, like, it was a, how do you drop that ball? It's really unbelievable. It was worse than the interception a guy dropped in the end zone. I mean, you got to admit, Carver Hyde, did you see him drop that ball? Like, who drops that ball in the NFL? Seriously. Yeah, that one was really bad. I mean, you got to, you know, bench him. I mean, the rest of the game, how do you drop that wide open touchdown all alone? This is the NFL. This isn't high school football, for God's sake. I've never seen a guy, honestly, just (laughs) no one around him. Like, it was, like, unbelievable. Jack Nolan is a great host of Inside Notre Dame Football and the voice of the mighty Fighting Irish and Mike Bray done a hell of a job in South Bend. We were just talking about that last night on this uh, very show. Uh, I'm a fan of not only uh, Bray, but I think uh, Kelly's done a hell of a job in South Bend, and no one can even argue it. I mean, what are you going to say? Jack, thanks for coming on the bench on CBS Sports Radio. Huge game down between the hedges. Oh, an enormous game. Always an honor, by the way, to be on with you. It's a huge game. And Georgia's favorite, and they should be. Uh, but uh, the Irish are looking forward to the opportunity with a somewhat undermanned offense. I mean, they get Cole Komet back, and that's a huge key. They were going to run a lot of two- and three-tight end sets. He's their best tight end, one of the best tight ends in the nation. Breaks his collarbone down at training camp. Six screws in the collarbone. Cleared to play this week. He's been practicing for a couple weeks. Hasn't taken any hits. He's back. That should help. But losing Jafar Armstrong 
really hurts them. He is their most versatile and athletic and quickest back, and not having him now has hurt them somewhat offensively. So Notre Dame's defense is going to have to create some problems for Georgia, and I think they can do it. If the defense can create some problems, and the offense and Ian Book, who accounted for six touchdowns last week, they may have some trouble running on Georgia, but if they can move the ball around, and if Book can control this offense and make some big plays, it could be a very interesting night in Athens. Oh, I think it will be, uh, Jack, and so do you. I mean, the bottom line is, uh, I just, you should hear the, the people uh, on this show from coast to coast all over North America talking about literally last night, and I'm glad we got you on tonight because people were talking about Notre Dame as if they – uh, you know, we're two and ten. I mean, literally, like oh. I had a guy tell me last night that the program's going down the drain, and I I cussed him out, and then I hung up on him. And then uh, I, I mean to tell you, the guy's gone twenty four and four the last four years, played for a BCS championship, and played in the playoff. It couldn't be further from the truth. Notre Dame, their own network on NBC. I mean, it's never been more valuable. Notre Dame football. Well, I mean, they are about to send an attendance record. Georgia added 500 seats to their stadium for this game. So it's going to be an all-time record crowd for Georgia. And I just did Brian Kelly's radio show uh, here in South Bend, and he said, well, wait a second. Doesn't Georgia play in the SEC? Don't they play Alabama? Don't they play a lot of SEC teams like Auburn? And the biggest crowd in history is going to be Notre Dame? It'll be the 10th college stadium where Notre Dame has been the opponent when that particular stadium, that particular school, has set an all-time attendance record. So not only are they certainly relevant, but for all that, right now their recruiting is really, really good. And one of the things that gives them a chance on Saturday is they have probably – you have to limit it to starters, but they have probably the best combination trio of defensive ends in the country. And the two starters lead the country in returning quarterback hurries they didn't get that many sacks last year because they forced quarterbacks to throw the ball too quickly, and that's why Notre Dame got so many interceptions and turnovers. But this is a good defense. Their secondary is even better than it was last year when they were in the top ten in pass efficiency defense. Their question mark is linebacker. Well, they are very talented and inexperienced, but they are getting better and better, and that's going to be a huge key. Do these young linebackers get the scheme? Do they recognize what Georgia can do? Now, the thing they're going to have to figure out is Georgia's got the biggest offensive line in their history. 6'5", 328 pounds is their average. Is Notre Dame going to be able to handle that? That's one of the big storylines. Well, no doubt. Uh, the great Jack Nolan with us from inside Notre Dame football. I, I have to say, uh, you know, go go back to that uh, Notre Dame game in uh, Hard Rock down in Miami that where that crowd that night was very hostile and rowdy and, and significant, and it was like the biggest crowd they've had for a Miami football game in 20 years, and then they wiped Notre Dame out. Is that the only game that you can recall that, that, that was that huge of a game where Notre Dame actually laid an egg? Yeah, certainly under Brian Kelly to that degree. Notre Dame wasn't ready for that emotion. I was talking with some players today who said that was the loudest game they'd ever been at. And, and I kind of even think I've got to take some responsibility for that because right before that, they released Catholics versus Convicts, that big ESPN 30 by 30 documentary which is outstanding, and it's not because I'm in it for about 15 minutes. But it you know, it documented that great game back in 1988 where Notre Dame beat the um, 
Jimmy Johnson led Miami Hurricanes I was there. to win the national championship. I was there. Uh, well, I mean, what an unbelievable game. I mean, people still ask me. I got interviewed last night, one of those five question things, your, your top games at Notre Dame. And my top football game is that game back in 1988. I was actually doing about seven of the games on local TV at that time. Notre Dame was the only school in the country that had all their games televised. But that's my top football game, and my top basketball game is the five-overtime game with Louisville. But, I mean, that will never be replaced. But that got so much publicity. And let's be honest, television-wise, they're starting to get some competition, but ESPN still rules the world. And I think that that created an atmosphere that just got that crowd in Miami so fired up. Because the next week, they didn't even sell out. I mean, I watched their game after they had upset Notre Dame, and you would have thought you were playing in a library. But Notre Dame, <laughs> Notre Dame ran into a, a, an absolute beehive, and they weren't ready, and the turnover chain and the whole thing of Miami got rolling, and it was a bad night. Do you uh, think that – There have been do you very think, few nights like that outside the 4-8 and eight season. So, sorry, do you think that uh, – Jack Nolan with us, that – um, like, because over the years, the, as I was a kid growing up, and near near South Bend in Valparaiso, and I went to every game, and I've told you that before. I, literally, I saw every game Montana ever played there. I was there live for all of it, and because my dad was friends with Divine. Now, here's the deal: I think that the Miami Notre Dame rivalry is one that they have kind of missed, uh, you know, missed the boat on. I, I just thought it was so fabulous and so intense. That they always, you know, give us Michigan and Stanford and USC and Navy. I get all that wonderfulness, but it's Miami. That's the one that was always the best. The 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 Notre Dame Miami games that I went to as a kid, and and even to this day, are the best ones ever. Well, they were incredible. For all, I got to be honest with you, they got rid of it because Notre Dame didn't feel safe down there. Notre Dame folks got threatened. <laughs> they, no, no, no. They got they got threatened. No, WNDU, a television station I used to work for, right. went down and did live shots. The day after the game, they went to drive the satellite truck away, and the tires fell off because somebody had stolen the luggage. <laughs> but, yeah. but literally, but literally, Notre Dame administrators were threatened. They were spit on. Things were thrown at them. And there was just an atmosphere. They felt it was getting too intense. And that is one of the reasons why they let it wow. die off. Wow, that is crazy. Let me ask you. Uh, so I, I love uh, this kid book, and I, I just have a hard time believing, uh, you know, and I guess if it happens, so be it. But I have a hard time believing that anyone can blow that kid out. Seriously, this two touchdown against that kid and that talent, that speed, that coaching. I just think this is going to be like that game a couple years ago. It's just going to be a good game. What is this blowout stuff? Well, I mean, I just think everybody wants to see Notre Dame get blown out. You know, there's that myth that Notre Dame remains independent because it's money. It's not. They're losing 15 to $20 million a year because they're not in a conference with the value of a conference television package. The NBC package was very lucrative when they started it. And Notre Dame, I mean, it's still lucrative for seven games, but it's not generating what the SEC network or the Big Ten network derives. I think the question that people have about Notre Dame and is well-deserved is that without Jafar Armstrong, and Jameer Smith is also very doubtful, is we've got Tony Jones, and then they're not sure. They don't have any other proven running backs. And the Notre Dame offensive line, young, talent is still coming together. They have had trouble dominating so far. They had some trouble running up the middle against New Mexico. So if you look at that, how are you going to beat Georgia? They're going to have to beat them in different ways. Book's going to have to throw. And they're just going to have to run 
some offenses that uh, offensive schemes that gets the ball on the perimeter, which is something they can do. Don't be surprised if Avery Davis, number four, who may be the fastest guy on the team, he touched it once against New Mexico and 59 yards for a touchdown. They, he started as a quarterback, then they switched him to running back, the defensive back. Now he's back as a running back. They have to exploit their athleticism. I would feel I wish this game were in November because I think Notre Dame will have figured out a lot of the stuff that they're trying to figure out now. But I, I mean, Notre Dame, it's certainly they have the talent to be very competitive down there. And I don't think that Georgia, I know Georgia has not faced anybody. What people are not thinking about, there are some question marks offensively. This is a good Notre Dame defense. Their hey. secondary is better than last year. Their defensive line, especially their ability to get into the backfield, is outstanding. Their question mark is linebacker, but it's not a lack of skill. It's not a lack of talent. It's not a lack of quickness. It's a lack of experience. How far have they come in the first three weeks of the season? We're going to figure that out on Saturday. Respectfully, uh, Jack, I got one minute. Uh, tell me what you think of, like, because I like Bray, and does he have the juice oh. now that, like, Digger had in South Bend? Because I think he's done a hell of a job. Uh, do you think he's past Digger oh. in terms of juice? I'm not sure what you mean by juice. Um, you know, like, that, that he Digger's aura was so gigantic, in my opinion, and taking on Bob Knight and, and beating UCLA and everything else. Has he passed his yeah. his aura, his juice? Well, I think it, it's two dramatically different errors separated by decades. Mike Bray is the winningest coach in Notre Dame's history. He's the only one who's won a championship, an ACC championship. And we can talk about this all night. But Notre Dame, their second year in the ACC, went down to North Carolina and beat Duke and North Carolina to win the ACC championship. If you had run into me when you were coming to those games as a kid and asked me if I thought that would ever happen, I would say absolutely not. He's got more top ten wins than anybody. Yeah, I mean, he he is the winningest and, and an enormously respected coach. I'm not going to put one over the other because they're different eras. Times were different. When Digger was there, it was the era of the independent, Marquette, Notre Dame. That DePaul, that can't happen today. This is conference basketball. Digger did have the advantage of controlling his schedule and being able to set up when he played big-time teams. No Notre Dame coach has ever played as many ranked teams year in and year out as Mike Bray does. And I think people here definitely recognize that. You're the man, Jack. Honestly, you got me all fired up. You got, you got me all fired up, Jack. Thanks a lot. You, you lit my fire tonight. I can't wait for the Notre Dame-Georgia game on Saturday. It's always well, a pleasure, Jack. I wish you were with me. I am standing outside O'Rourke's Irish Pub. I'm looking at the stadium. I'm sitting here actually with the Delta flight crew that's going to be on the planes with the team down to Athens tomorrow. Man. And they all say hello. So you, thank you, you got, very much. You got the life, Jack. I love you. Thanks for coming you on the bench. I do. Anytime. Thank you. There he is, Jack Nolan. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. Everybody knows what happens when they join PharrellOnTheBench.com. They start cashing because I hit so many winners. NFL Week 2, 77% overall. Week 1, 79%. How about... In week two, 80% of the spreads I hit, 12-3 and three on Sunday and Monday. I hit my top four plays. Second week in a row, I hit five of my top six plays, which is 
So it's just been an incredible tear. In two weeks, 45 of 58, bets hit 78%. You got to sign up for PharrellOnTheBench.com. It's great. It's getting better in October. You're going to be blown away by what we're doing to the site. You're going to freak out. You're going to love it. It's going to make you even happier. Trust me, you. Sign up. Hide the money from your wife. Rick Haro is in Boston, our sports business and legal insider on CBS Sports Radio. He's going to the Pats-Jets game this weekend. He was at uh, his alma mater, Harvard, today, uh, counting all the money they all make there, that uh, all those that uh, finish at Harvard end up successful in life, even the idiots. Uh, even the idiots. Can I ask you a quick, quick question? Yes, sir. Did you take uh, Patriots and, and, uh, and give 42? Last week, I I did. I laid uh, I laid eighteen and covered the bet. Actually, it was unbelievable. Uh, I, obviously, how about how about one hundred and two to ten? Let me ask you a question. Um, so I was talking to uh, Jack Nolan, who's the uh, host of Inside Notre Dame Football and uh, Notre Dame right. Basketball Play by Play, and uh, he was telling me that uh, you know I said that the Miami Notre Dame. A series when I was a kid was the greatest rivalry I thought in college football that Notre Dame plays. It's uh, to me, everyone says, you know, USC, Stanford, Navy, Purdue, all these others, Michigan. And I'm like, it's Miami. Miami was the one that was the best. When Miami played Notre Dame, it was the best. And you know what he told me? Yeah. He said that the reason why they don't want to play Miami anymore is not that they went down there and got their ass beat. Uh, it's because when they went down there over the last several times that they were down in like Coral Gables at the Orange Bowl, he said that they were uh, being spit on and threatened and uh, physically and verbally abused by fans and that they never felt safe playing uh, the Miami Hurricanes in the Orange Bowl or in Miami, that it wasn't worth it. Uh, you know what, Catholics, convicts. The problem is we're getting old for all because if we say Catholics, convicts, there's a whole bunch of your demographic that don't even understand what we're talking about, right? And right. and uh, you know, we we went to games when 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 let, let's just put it this way: we thought it was rain, and we looked back there, and and uh, you remember the Georgia Tech game when Calvin Johnson yes. went nuts? Yes. And was that was was that rain? What was that? Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> Presidente beer. Let's, let's not go there, right? <laughs> let me let me. Here's another one for you. About. How about that? When uh, yeah. the younger demographic that doesn't know what we're talking about, how about they know this? They think that the convicts are the Catholics. Yeah, no, that's a really, really very good point. And so they may be, but let's take a memory lane. And, and all the all the children who don't remember, it was the biggest rivalry in, in history. There were T-shirts done right there were games that could have played either way there were you know games deciding national championships and the reason miami team sucked remember miami played notre dame in the sun bowl got blown out right miami played him again and so i, I can't wait for uh you know I, I can't wait for that to come back i guess we'll have to see miami florida just came back so hopefully miami notre dame comes back soon yeah, I would love uh, to see that happen. All right, uh, let's get into the 15 to watch. How about the NFL ad prices rebounding after a steep decline in 2018? Why the rebound? Well, 10% increase, um, and, and a lot of people say it's because, uh, you know, the NFL is, is, is getting more competitive. I don't think so. I think they are more bad teams than ever before. I think we're starting to count differently. So everybody now gives credit to the people that watch the games on devices and on iPads and on iPhones. And so advertisers are starting to pick those numbers up and more people are spending money. So the upfronts are reflecting a five to 10% increase based on the numbers across the board, not just on TV. And it's long overdue. So, I think the numbers will reflect people that are really watching and it's good for the NFL. So American express gets back into golf. Yeah. 
um, they have a big deal in La Quinta and the 2020 Pro-Am event, the Desert Classic. And so the deal came in a nick of time for the tournament. They were in danger of losing his place on the PGA Tour schedule. American Express sat away, but now they're saying the demographic is really good, and it's not Tiger anymore, but it's all the young guys, so good uh, good for them. Yeah, and I love uh, La Quinta. It's awesome, uh, awesome place. Uh, do you think Gavin Newsom, my friend, who has been on the show many times, will sign the bill right. to pay college athletes in California? Yeah, but the problem is, it, it, you know, in, in California they'll do it, but the way to do this whole thing is, is not just there. That doesn't mean he shouldn't do it. It just means you don't. You shouldn't have all fifty states do it. You should have the uh, the uh, uh, courts take care of it first, and then I know the Power Five conferences are trying to figure out how to legislate all of this. Mm-hmm. And there is a name and likeness uh, of value, and so let's make sure that the athletes get the endorsement dollars themselves and figure out how to do it, as opposed to each state doing it. Because you know, Colorado, uh, uh, California does it, then you know, Nevada, Colorado, the neighboring states do it as well. Right. Some do, some don't. That's the problem. Baseball has launched a new lottery draw game called Baseball Bucks. What's that about? Yeah, it's about them being able to generate some more money with people who are doing some stuff in October. It's an official brand mark for all 30 franchises, and it's a lottery game that will give people the opportunity to do five bucks, but also to make mega millions in Powerball and to try to tie into the lottery systems from each state. So for each state, it gives more teams more opportunities to bet. For baseball, it gets them back in the game. Will Ballmer build a new Clippers arena in Inglewood? Yeah, because he can come up with a billion dollars. Problem is, Inglewood wants a whole lot of stuff. They want money for libraries. They want $12 million in grant support for inner-city youth. They want $5.5 million to cover a emergency support first-time homebuyer program. First thought, you think that's not really their province, but listen – the money that comes in from sports, like a new arena in Inglewood, would fund these programs anyway. And so the Clippers seem like they're willing to do this. Gillian Zucker, who is the president, great lady, great person, and Bomber's going to do it. So uh, the NFL announced the helmet challenge. They're actually uh, like seeing who can build the best helmet. Three million for first prize, two million, and a prototype to design it. Vice President of Health and Safety Jeff Miller says. This is a great way to generate some data. November 15th is the first conference. And the league makes money available to see who does the best of these prototypes. It's a good thing for the NFL. So uh, speaking of L.A. stadiums, the new football stadium is going to open soon, and it's really something else, $5 billion. Yeah, and Taylor Swift is going to open the concert, or the facility with the concert, which is really kind of cool. And so Glad I'll miss that one. No, <laughs> I said, hey, yeah, that's okay. But you walk around the stadium. You don't have to like, you know, the music, but you like the idea of NFL Network and all the other stuff happening there. And the Rams and Chargers went from, well, they support football in L.A. Once the stadium is done, you and I both know that's a game changer. I've worked at NFL Network uh, for 15 years. and um... Yeah, those voiceovers you do, by the way, the 100 Greatest Things. Right. Those are really good, except where do you do those? Do you do those at home? Do you do them in the studio? Where, you, uh, where, where, you know, uh, when I uh, when I tape there, you know, they do everything, like, in, in short order, like, in a day. So, like, they'll do the entire season, and everything that they want me to do, I'll, I'll bang out while I'm there over, like, several hours. Uh, and, and the voice, and that's your radio? Oh, that is your voice. Yeah, so uh, Michael Jordan selling a piece of the Hornets? <laughs> to a couple investors, but a piece where he keeps control. 
And so he wants to bring some other guys in, and he wants to say, I don't want to take this whole deal myself. But the team may be worth a billion and a half dollars. They've got an arena. They throw off a lot of money. And it hasn't been performing very well. But now that they got a little more income, they might be in the free agent market again. You know, North Carolina is a basketball state, but it's a college basketball state. So let's see how he does. Uh, Top Tech, GQ launching a YouTube channel, Sports Focused. Yeah, but it's not on in-sports stuff. It's James Harden with his watch collection. It's uh, T.J. Dillashaw and Terry Rozier on their tattoo tour. So it's all the stuff that's not really the game stuff, but kind of the stories behind the game. And they're going to be spending a lot of money. GQ has it. YouTube has it. So why not combine? Yeah, it sounds great. No one will watch. Um, so yeah, uh... I understand. But, but, you know, you and I won't watch. But there will be, you know, there are some people who, who like stuff other than what you and I like. Uh, do you, you know. No, no, there isn't. Uh, no. Actually, <laughs> I got 45 <laughs> seconds left. Uh, Habib wants to host a $50 million uh, fight in Africa. Yeah, well, hey, that's a good idea. You know, that that that's, that brings a lot of money to the economy. Uh, you know, Ali had a, a lot of fights where he came over and, and he did it because he wanted to make sure mm-hmm. he got a whole lot of Africa uh, economic impact. But uh, Khabib and the uh, UFC, they can make money here. They ought to be able to make money over there. That's good for the continent. I know that you've been to South Africa with Gary Player. Well, been to South Africa, played a lot of the golf courses, uh, big water shortage over there, but it didn't matter to me because, you know, you can put ice in drinks and it, it, it's yeah. okay. It sounds like yeah. uh, a horrible problem that's theirs to deal with. Uh, Rick, uh, <laughs> God bless everyone in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, thanks for yeah, coming very, on the bench. Very, ha- hey. Have fun in Boston. Very caring of you. I'll <laughs> thanks so much. I'm such a wonderful human being. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.